Happy Thursday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host, I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum. And we're back in meeting hell, or it's uh, <laughs> it's equivalent. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long exposition scene disguised as dialogue um and it's uh <laughs> it's just kind of funny how they casually bring in um models artists conceptions and just to keep pointing out what's what works and what doesn't work on uh, on apollo um i do i do like it's very subtle i mean there's there's ways it's you a, can yeah it's a very ingenious way of doing it yeah it, it looks like an argument when actually it's just a really big explanation and uh I, i'm sure that they had these kind of discussions but i from everything that I've been hearing from people, it really, they didn't have to take this kind of time to, to make a decision between this or that. It's like, well, the SPS is broke, so we're not going to use it. And uh, the the other part of this is it being 1995 when, when this movie was made, um, you think it's been 30 years since anybody had to think about, you know, it, 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 well, 20 years since there was a, since there was an Apollo mission and more like 25 years since, uh, you know, anybody talked about lunar missions and things. So it, it's, uh, it, it, it kind of has to be an education lesson for a lot of the people who were say under 20, well, maybe under 35 when this movie came out and, uh, because they just never experienced it with, with me. I, I grew up having, you know, I had a Ravel model of the, the command and service modules and a, and a separate Ravel lunar module. I had the, the three foot tall Saturn five and enough testers paint to hold it all together. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's like, to me, this is like going over, you know, this is the front of a fish. This is the back of a fish. <laughs> just, it, it, it was very familiar, but it, and again, enough time had gone by that they really had to re-familiarize or, first time familiarized with people who didn't know anything about the Apollo project. Well, one of the things that I think uh, I always like to call out too is, and it's a credit to this movie is this movie really recharged a lot of people about space flight. Yeah. Um, it, it really got a lot of people interested in the history of space flight again. Um, and so I, I almost forgive some of the stuff that, uh, you know, maybe they didn't get a hundred percent right. Simply because because it inspired so many people to start jumping into the history of our space program again, new stuff came to light, you know, and it's still coming to light, you know, um, in in different research. I mean, but at this time, I, I don't think anybody had done an actual movie on Apollo, a feature film, uh, on the Apollo missions. I, I not I can't think yeah, of one. I, can't, I, mean, I can't think of anything. The right that, stuff you know. is close, but you know that's certainly not yeah. Apollo and, and uh, yeah and and you know other than Marooned which was made at the same time that this movie was set in uh and that really wasn't a a, a an accurate uh, just depiction of what you know what it's like being in space flight um this one is you know this 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 one started a chain of of well the, the HBO series and a bunch of others that, you know even up to first man nowadays so and I would imagine you know Chris you do a lot of uh 
work, you know, work educating people coming into your museum and stuff. The Apollo 13 must be the one that people point to when they're when they're discussing Apollo with you, I would think. Yeah, a lot of times it is. Um, you know, recently, um, you know, I mean, recently, yeah, First Man has gotten some some talk, but I have to be honest with you, still Apollo 13 is the one that um, everybody kind of comes back to and, and says, you know, okay, well, when you watch Apollo 13, what does that mean? And um, so, I mean, it, it's it's become like a household name, I mean, for movies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, and when you're trying to, I find myself when I'm trying to explain um, I do an Apollo presentation when I go to talk to people. I'm, you know, I ask, okay, first off, how many people have seen Apollo 13? And and I, it gives me sort of a common ground of, okay, well, I can talk to you. You've seen this scene. Here's what they were trying to tell you, and and it seems to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I, I there's a very funny uh, NASA uh, video that uh, they talk about uh, doing mission control nowadays. You know, with the with uh, space station operations and and how they do mission control is still doing. It's on its same mission. It has to. Uh, uh, work with work with astronauts in space, and uh, they show that there's a lot there's a lot more uh, uh, mission uh, flight directors who are women now. A lot, you know, it's it's not yeah. it's not like all these guys there. And uh, I remember one of the one of the comments during an interview with one of the uh, uh, the flight a female flight director. She says to people that when she explains, you know, well, what do you do at NASA? Well, do you remember the remember Apollo 13? Well, I'm Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's very true. I mean, and that's, you know, I'll be honest with you, when I'm t- telling people about Gene Kranz, especially younger folks who maybe have never heard of him yet, our F-86 Sabre in the museum is painted as Gene's, and uh, and I'll tell them, you know, okay, well, have you seen Apollo 13? Well, yeah, okay, well, you know, the guy underground says failure's not an option in the movie, like, well, that's, this is this is his airplane, he, he flew uh, F-86s in Korea first, you know, and, wow. and um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, it's a teachable uh, common ground. I, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll jump off board just for about 15 seconds here and say that uh, I, I felt really old the other day because I had a bunch of kids in the museum and I said, uh, you know, you guys have all seen Top Gun, right? And nobody had seen Top Gun. Oh, and oh. Uh, man, I felt really old. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? You know, like, oh my God. Like, Don't come tell on, me you didn't see. Yeah. You danger zone. Come on. <laughs> you mean like Archer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they might not have even seen Iron Eagle, you know? Oh, yeah, I guarantee you they haven't seen Iron Eagle if they haven't seen Top Gun, I know. Uh, yes, tragic. Yeah, the world moves on, but uh, hopefully hopefully they'll, they'll catch up. You can you can give them some guidance on there. Uh, you you show uh, Apollo 13 infrequently at, at the museum, don't you? I mean, don't you have like... We uh, do. Um, yeah, every first Thursday of uh, the month we have a movie at 6.30 in the uh, Skyskeep Theater in our museum. And then every third Thursday of the month, we have a speaker, and it's at, uh, at 7 uh, in the uh, Founders Wing of our museum. So, oh. uh, and of course, we do play, yes, we play Apollo 13. Um, we'd love to play the right stuff, it's just so long. Yeah. You know, um, when we play Apollo 13, we always get a nice turnout. A lot of people like to come and see it on the movie screen. Yeah, yeah, it, it really does make a difference when you're seeing it, you know, 60 feet high and all that. It, it just, it's, it's such a... A visual. I'll give you a little piece. secret. When they're up freezing, I always like turn the air conditioning down in the theater just a little bit. Sense <laughs> uh... <laughs> around, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, it really it, it it it's such a it, it's such fun to watch people watch this movie too. I mean, they, you, you can see them get wrapped up in it. I I enjoy watching people enjoying films. Um, 
I I don't know if I've told this story before, but uh, I talked with someone who had who had watched this movie. This is kind of like the DVD that every school has, and they have it like laying around it at a lot. A lot of schools will have it on the shelf because it's a very safe movie to watch. Oh yeah, and um, they a lot of. Uh, places where they had, you know, if, if a teacher called in sick, they'd have a substitute, and the substitute wouldn't teach a class, but they'd show uh, the rights, uh, not the rights, uh, they, would, they would show Apollo 13, and uh, Apollo 13, the running time on Apollo 13 is 140 minutes. So if you had a two-hour class, you'd have to cut it off about 20 minutes early, and this guy said that he watched it when he was in middle school. He, he saw Apollo 13 about, I don't know, eight or ten times whenever somebody was sick, but he only saw the first two hours of the movie, and they always they always turned it off just as they didn't get any signal back from Apollo 13 and everybody staring <laughs> at the screen. No. So uh, he, he said, until I got out of school, I never knew they lived. So it, <laughs> um, I pro- I'll probably bring that up when we get to that minute, but I just keep thinking about, boy, you hit that two-hour thing and you find out <laughs> I kind of make it. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that. I had a guy uh, who told me that uh, he was stationed in, like, Antarctica or something like that with his wife in the military, and then they shipped him somewhere else, and she was in Antarctica, he was in, like, Vietnam in the jungle somewhere when this all happened, and never, he didn't even know what happened. Like, it was just off both of their radars, and they did, you know, they did, weren't in a position where they could, you know, really follow the news easily. Wow. And it wasn't until the movie came out that they were like, "We didn't know that <laughs> that all that happened on that mission," you know. So it's uh, pretty yeah. wild. Two people lived through it, didn't even know about it. Although I could, you know, I could see that if you if you do miss a couple of days of this, you wouldn't, you you know, this is just a week out of a out of a year, and there were a lot of things going going on in that in that year. Oh, yeah. said it was a very very busy year. And and like they showed earlier on when they were when they were doing the, uh, the the live video from space, all the other networks hadn't bothered taking in the picture. So unless you caught Jules yeah. Bergman talking about this, you'd never know <laughs> that there was a major you know near tragedy happening. Yeah. I do notice that 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 schematic. It's not quite a schematic that they have of the uh, the Apollo the Apollo command service modules and and the uh, and the lunar module. There, it's more like a very a very nice uh, sketch because there's. I don't think you usually show the uh, reflectivity of uh, of the engine bells when you're drawing a schematic. Yeah. Uh, so and uh, it looks like it's also the uh, the paper seems to be sponsored by Grumman because I see that Grumman logo at the base of the page. I, I just wonder if that has a if that has a source from somewhere or if it's uh, you know drawn specifically for the movie. Well, that, I don't know. That that's that's the, the only thing I would think that it, it's probably. I'm wondering if it's probably some sort of promotional material that would have been out at a trade show or something because it's hard to tell because they had so much i mean there was just so much stuff out there oh yeah that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it, it could it, be could be knowing tom hanks and those guys it's probably authentic <laughs> that, that's true that's true they probably just uh, ran, ran it off on a xerox from somewhere but it could be part of the press kit or something <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it also shows a very nice uh, uh as, as you as you scan through it it also shows a nice uh, up and down view of the service modules what uh, individual cylinders are are in the in the service module, so uh, I guess if if they wanted to talk about the explosion, they could have zoomed in on that and talk, you know had some more exposition, <laughs> but they kind of left it alone. And so in this in this one, they're still doing. I mean, they're kind of stretching it out by the uh, the direct abort versus the uh, uh, come back around the moon, and they 
pin it on the Grumman guy. I, I, I really feel Grumman got the short end of the stick in this movie when they were writing it. <laughs> they were making Grumman look like they were a bunch of stick in the muds and, you know, don't put anything on the on the, on the ship. And it yeah. just it, it, it didn't didn't paint them in a, in a rosy light. But I, I really. Asked, oh, I asked Gene about that. And he said it's it's one of the parts of the movie that he really wishes that, and we'll have to when we have him on, we'll have to ask him about it. But uh, he said, you know, it's one of the parts of the movie that he really wishes they would have changed. He said because the entire time they were flying that mission, he said the Grumman guys always stood by the limb and said the limb will do whatever you needed to do, and uh, just the opposite of what that guy is depicting. And you know, I'm sure it was just kind of used as comic relief or whatever, but. Uh, but you know, Gene was like, I, 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 going back, I wish they would have actually made that more of a cool thing where this guy, you know, did stand behind his product like they did, and said, you know, it'll do it, it'll do whatever. You know, they said it, they were unwavering in the fact that the, the Lem was a good machine and it would, it would uh, do whatever we needed to do, whether it was on mission base or not. So, yeah, and I can't stress enough if if people want more information about the lunar module and how it was made. Get uh, Tom Kelly's book, Lunar Lander. Uh, Tom Kelly was the he was the project manager. He was the head of of Grumman's uh, aerospace division for for building the LEM, and uh, a lot of his story is told in the uh, uh, the From the Earth to the Moon episode called Spider. But if you want a little a, a, a deeper dive on all this stuff, Tom Kelly's book Lunar Lander really lays out the versatility of the lunar lander, also including things that they were planning on doing with it, with like long-term stays. They were coming up with one, a way to, you know, stay on the moon for two weeks and, and use it like a, you know, like a Conestoga wagon full of, uh, full of gear. And uh, it, it really was, it, it's a fascinating book and it gives you an insight to how the, the folks at Grumman thought of their machine. It's kind of hard to imagine that you're building a spacecraft that you couldn't fly on Earth. You couldn't, like there was no... Other than a simulator, you couldn't test you, it, or anything. yeah, you couldn't test it. You had to take it into space and try it out. It wasn't built for anywhere but space, so uh, it's just a, a fascinating history. And uh, it, it, you know, and again, like this particular minute, kind of kind of loses that. Well, yeah, well, they do they do express some gratitude for uh, <laughs> for Aquarius later on, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, all in all, a uh, a great uh, this is a great exposition designed as debate. I do I do like the way they, they managed to, to hide it and, and really just pound home the idea that you really can't use direct abort because there's no way to do direct abort with the SPS. So um, anyway, another another nice minute. For folks who want to talk a little bit more about Grumman or, uh, or North American uh, Aviation with the uh, Apollo spacecraft, uh, we're more than happy to talk, talk back with you on social media. You can find us, uh, of course, at the, all the usual places, Facebook, the uh, Apollo 13-Minute Mission Control uh, also on Twitter, Apollo 13 Minutes. So go ahead and tweet away. And also uh, follow us on Twitter uh, because we usually have uh, descriptions of upcoming episodes and things on there. So you might want to follow us. If, uh, if you want to listen to previous episodes, go to our big website. Uh, that's Apollo13Minute.com, Apollo13Minute.com. Uh, I have uh, all the previous episodes there and all our future episodes there are going to be there too. If you don't want to go out to the website you can and just want to have it uh, delivered to you, you can go to iTunes Google, or Google Play. Uh, type in Apollo 13 Minute and click subscribe, and, and they'll shoot it right out to you. So uh, anyway, we're going to pick up some more about this uh, this debate going on and uh, seeing uh, Gene Kranz really take everybody to the mats over over the, uh, the future of this mission. Looks like we're coming up on uh, Lost the Signal in about 30 seconds, so uh, we'll catch you here next time 
on the Apollo 13 minute. Thank you.